Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's summer, it's camping season, and it's time for you to get Blue Chew at bluechew.com. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout and pay just $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com and the promo code TMS. Coming up on TMS, no one likes Malort or Truck Nuts. Reading feedback from the feedback. Gidget. Accolades up the wahoo. Bobby in the Wendy zone. That is so not my house. Great big test tubes. I'm deleting this right now! Identity thefted? <laughs> you need to be a wizard to finish this quest. Just because you have the nuts doesn't mean you need to put them on your truck. You bastard! You served Kenny. Using my big boy brain. Don't get your pussy galore mixed up. How many bebops to Harry Potter ding-dongs? It's our time of the month and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. This is breaking news. Just in, the President of the United States has declared a national emergency. The U.S. Department of National Defense closed its borders in response to the possibility of demons being Russia's biological weapon. I wanted to win against you in track and field, but I was never able to do so. The Morning Stream. Why did I take the blue pill? Good morning, everyone, and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, July 29th, 2021. Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. Hello, Brian. How are you? That's right. It is uh, the end of July. Yeah, baby. We got what? uh, One more day? Is that it? Two days. Two days. 31 days in July. Oh, all right. I always forget. Uh, But that's that's uh, cool. Sunday is the big 40th birthday of MTV. What? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
You got a thing uh, inside your side. Yeah, sure. Uh, then uh, Rod Stewart, She Won't Dance With Me, You Better You Bet by The Who. I, I, I'd argue one of The Who's greatest later songs. Oh, I like that song. Uh, I like it. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. You better, you better, you bet. Yeah, it's a it's a weird song, but I like it. When I say I'll need you, you say you, you better, better, you better, you better. <laughs> All right, who else? Uh, Little Susie's on the up. Okay. Uh, we don't talk anymore by Clifford. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. anymore. And then they get just some. Then they get some good ones. Brass and Pocket by the Pretenders. <laughs> Time Heals by Todd Rundgren. Mm. That's yeah. quite the lineup. And Michael Jackson didn't show up till uh, 11th or something. And what was his song? Well, no, I mean, uh, let's see. He, the the video they would have played, because 1981 was pre, or it was, it was before the release of Thriller. So they could have done um, the song from Off the Wall. Um, oh. Um, Shake your body down too. No, no, no. It's. No. Uh, um, gosh. Oh my God. Why can't I remember that I song? I can't think of it either. I know um, which one you mean though. It was the one that was really big there, and it would have been the big yes. hit. And then nobody knew Thriller was even going to be a thing as big as it was. Right. And then... Rock With You. Thank you. Rock oh. With You. Rock yes. With You. Dance the night away. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, we figured it They'll out. Never take us down with that. There's yeah. no, there's no uh, copyright violation there. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, 40 years, though, that's a hell of a thing. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. There's a, John, Jay Fantastic says there's a great documentary on the st- about the start of MTV on Hulu. I had not heard of that. I would love to see it. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I would Does watch it that. have famed podcaster Adam Curry in it? Mm. Ooh, d- f- early VJ Adam Head, Curry. Headbangers ball host. Yeah. And not one of the original VJs, Adam Curry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was he not an original? I thought he was. Is he not one of he the original? He was first not, ones? no. Oh. No. Yeah, because... Mark Hunter kind of looked a little bit like uh yeah. Wait, was it Mark Hunter? The one who kind of looked a little bit like um Oh my gosh, this is so long ago, I don't remember. Uh looked like well, he was the blonde guy. Yeah, there's Mark Hunter right there. As a matter of fact, pops in recline. Oh yeah, there you go. That's Mark Hunter. Um Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. he was early, if not original. I guess he would have been original, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> he was early MTV, but he was like Headbangers Ball. Him and all of his hair. Yeah, he had a lot of hair. Yeah, uh, and he invented podcasting. Well, not yeah, not Mark Hunter, <laughs> but uh, okay. so, right, exactly. So, yes. Chad, this is like a long time ago. Look at that! Oh, the flag on the thing. Look at, look at this guy with the curly hair. What I was know. his deal? What was his oh, name? Oh, that was uh, curly. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, you had your Martha Quinn. You had your. Um, who was the woman with the sounded like she ate uh, two packs of cigarettes a day? Oh, right. Um, um, oh, she had the crustiest voice. Yes, and she still does. Um, I like this guy's vest. That's a hell like, of a thing. She's got a compound word for her last name. Mark Goodman is the one with the curly hair. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Nina Blackwood. Thank you. Oh, yes. Nina, Nina Blackwood. Blackwood. Oh, my gosh. The memories yeah. are flooding back. Man, we were like 10 or 11, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Think of that. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's weird. Um, that's weird. Um, all right. Well, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Loder was way later, but he was great. Kurt Loder way later, and uh, yeah. 
I liked uh, um, I like Randy Jackson. No, Randy. Randy Pitchford. No, Randy ja- something Jackson. Shoot. Uh, action Jackson. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it. Action uh, Jackson. I don't yes. remember either. Who the Headbangers Ball got taken over by a guy I kind of liked for a while that had like cool earrings and a badass short haircut, but it was like metally hair, metal hmm. short hair. Can't remember that okay. guy's name. I don't. I don't remember. Yes, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Wabbit Magic. JJ <laughs> Jackson, that's it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I think I just saw J. him J. in that video as well. Yeah, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, JJ Jackson, Martha Quinn. Yeah, it was a big deal at the time. Yeah. And, uh, no, now they're, it's huge. Uh, I don't even know what that network is now, but it ain't what it used to be. No, it's it's um, music, television, reality shows, 24-7, 16-year-old and pregnant, and uh, and cribs. I yeah. don't know. I really don't know what's on MTV It's been days. a long time since I've even it checked, has. so I don't know. It has, yeah. I want to say the last thing I watched on MTV may have been like the original Jersey Shore season or something. Oh, yeah, right. A I remember you did watch ago. that, yeah. I did. I was really into it. Yeah. It was just, you know, embarrassing, lame TV, and I was into it. Right. You know, that was the situation. Yeah, that was then. the sitch. The sitch. <laughs> uh, getting I mean, laundry. It's, it's useless now, right? Because you just go to YouTube, you say, oh, I want to see um, uh, the video by the flock, a flock of seagulls, and you pull it up and you immediately see it. Or I want to oh, yeah, see no, the Dire Straits video. And yeah. Whatever. And what's great is they all still, the videos still get made every for every hit song, every non-hit yeah. song. like. Videos are everywhere. It's not like it ever went away. In fact, it's bigger than ever. It's just not there it anymore. Is. Just and some it. stuff just so cool and creative. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love it. We're living in a, a time of embarrassing riches, man. Totally. And a lot of weird stuff, too. Hey, uh, look at look at this. I got a dream card. Got a dream card, Ooh. everyone. All right. Dream All right. Card. Tell me about your dreams. Oh, okay. All right. So here, have a look, Brian. Whoops. Uh, this is it's, a... Uh, what do you think that guy means? going into a bookcase yeah. that opens up into a secret passage. Pretty close. So this says, yeah. uh, unfamiliar, secret, or unused room. So okay. the, dream, the dream I had last night was me wandering around the house, but it was definitely way bigger than the house is right you never well okay i never dream about my actual house it's always a house a different completely different house but it doesn't in the dream it's it feels like yeah this is the house i've always lived in. this feels like where you yes you you feel like you own it or you're part of it until you wake up and you're like that is weird because that was that was so not my house yeah that's how this was so uh in the dream i'm wandering around for i don't know how long and i bump into not a bookcase but a some kind of furniture thing that switched on the door or switched on the wall and the secret door opened mm-hmm. and it went ee! and in there okay. was this cobweb covered just menagerie of like kind of Harry Potter stuff just like you know <laughs> globes and 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 like uh, uh, almost like chemistry set type arrangement uh, sort of things in there like you know the yeah. the old school like test tube and then a bunch of curly tubes and then bigger test tubes and all that Um Right, right. Skull says the something chat, with kinda, a kinda. something with a Bunsen burner under it and <laughs> yeah. uh, blue liquid bubbling on top of it. Yeah, kind of that. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That's that's pretty much it. And I kind of just wandered around in there, picked things up, opened things. Didn't really understand it. Woke up. That was the dream. Well, I came down here. One of the first things I did this morning was sift through the cards, try to find something that that worked. And sure yeah. enough, here it is. So here's Secret what it says: room. Okay, right. a house or a room in a dream is a symbol of yourself. So the house. Or room is yourself, Brian. Okay. Uh, as with you, there, uh, sorry, there will be an inside and an outside. The room in the house symbolizes aspects of who you are on the inside. Therefore, rooms that are unknown, locked, or secret 
indicate possible areas of personal transformation that are not yet being expressed. Either are you, uh, sorry, you are either uh, aren't aware of them or unaware of them uh, for some reason, or you aren't capitalizing on them. The key to interpretation is what is in the room. So in my case, all this hmm. like old dusty sciencey stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe I want more science in my it's life. It's an aspect know. of your an aspect of you. So. What I'm getting from this is that when you dream of a house, mm-hmm. you are the house. Right. Oh, oh, right. That's what they're saying. And also, it has saying. to be deserted. If the if the room or the house or the space isn't deserted and it's only you in there, then it's not this. This isn't the interpretation. This claims you need to be alone. And I was. Uh, <laughs> I say all this as if I'm really, truly taking these dreams seriously. Of course, seriously. of course, yes. We know this is all a bunch of hoo-ha, but... Uh, I, you so. know what? No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's complete hoo-ha. I mean, I think there are... There are things in your subconscious that you just basically uncover while you're in a dream. You and I talked Harry Potter. We talked Harry Potter last night. I sent you photos from the trivia thing we were at. Oh, I so wonder, dude. That's a that good had point. an influence. You and yeah. not only that, you yeah, you recommended a Harry Potter film. I did for recommendals, right? right? And it's one of my favorites. And the reason it's my favorite is, or one of my favorites, is because of the the, the there's a certain ornateness to everything in that third movie. Yeah. Yeah. That reminded me of this room. That's funny. Okay, maybe, maybe yeah. you're onto something. All of Brian's freaking Harry Potter bullshit got me into this dream. That's what happened. There we go. That's yep. it. And in the Harry Potter universe, there's a room of requirement in the story, mm-hmm. which is a secret is. room nobody knows about. That's Aww. right. It's where Harry Potter assembles his uh, his army, the Dumbledore army, or whatever they. Uh, yeah, what were they called? Was that it? Dumbledore Dumbledore's army. army. Is that right? Yeah, and then it carried on later. Outside yeah. of there, obviously, because they had to kind of weaponize themselves. And yep, man, I forget. Yep. But uh, yeah, I don't have any hidden rooms in this house. If I do, I don't know about them. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you might. You just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'd love to find it. That'd be awesome. The, the house we looked at before this one, which isn't far from here, had a bookcase mm-hmm. that slid out of the way, and then it went back into a huge storage area. Um, and you could do anything you wanted with it. Like they hadn't. It was all empty. But I would, oh, I could have made like a secret like whole thing back there. It would have been awesome. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, it's, it's my dream to actually have, take one of the rooms in this house. And it could easily be this, you know, my 3D printing laboratory room deal. Mm. And actually make it look like there's a bookcase on that wall and have the bookcase open up to go into my 3D printing How cool room. is that? It's so cool. It'd be so cool. I know. You could put like a like a mannequin in there with a with a Batman cowl on it, so that's where you keep your Batman shit for when you need to be Batman. Right? Oh, yeah. My my uh, all my armor, all my Iron Man armor would be on the walls there. Yes, yes. that would be that would be really cool. So anyway, there's that. Now speaking <laughs> of Harry Potter, you did go to a trivia thing, and I was curious how all that how that went. Yeah. Well, let me. You know, the place I got to talk about this place called the Tabletop Tap, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Tristan Tadpool member Tristan found this place. Uh, it's in South Denver. It's it's a good half hour, thirty five minute drive from where we live. So it's not an easy place to get to. It's not some place I'm going to go and and uh, just on a whim swing by there and do stuff. But this place is great. The interior looks like a video game tavern, and the bar top has a whole bunch of screens recessed into the bar top, and then at the edge of the bar top, you know where. Um, where you'd rest your hands, there is a cutout that has either um, a built-in joystick, like an arcade joystick and buttons, mm-hmm. or uh, or cables coming out, or a, um, um, like a Super Nintendo or a 
uh, a controller of some sort, a wired controller. Yeah, some of them look like and actual like uh, like joystick from a from an arcade machine style. Totally, yeah, yeah, totally. The that one, yeah. the first one I sent, and um, uh, you just hop up to the bar, you order a drink. These are all set to free play. They're Mame emulators, which I guess the E in Mame is emulator, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> ATM right. machine, uh, <laughs> and and you pick your game. It's all on free play. You play your game. You drink your your ale, your cider, your whatever. And um, this place is so uh, so freaking cool. So um, perfect for like a Denver Tadpool meetup. If we ever want to want to do that, we did. Obviously, it was it was Tadpoolers uh, last night for Harry Potter. Right. And um, uh, this place is awesome. Now let's talk about the Harry Potter trivia. Here's a, by the way, here's a bar for people to look. I'm just putting up on. Oh screen. yeah. So one, the first <laughs> one Brian sent me was like a screen's tilted slightly. You can see a bunch of selections, and then you got this perfect little arcade joystick thing over here. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. super cool. By yeah. the way, when I took that photo, um, I was taking a picture right next to a guy who was sitting, you know, sitting at the next uh th- spot to the left. And is this the just smiley guy? I, by the way, is it the smiley? Dude? This is not the smiley guy, is it? Because I love this guy. Uh, Sorry, I'll put this one up while you're talking because it's amazing. But anyway, let me take a look and see which if if he's. I didn't think he was in the photo unless he's just on the very side. Is this this may have been someone with you guys? I don't no. know. No, it's it's the shot where you see somebody's phone on a chair. Okay. And uh, the the arcade joystick recessed into the bar. Oh. Okay. So the the uh, before I took that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't send you the one of the the phone on the chair. I took the one just of the of the arcade thing with the recessed uh, controllers. Gotcha. So took the picture of that, and then as I'm bringing my phone down, I realize that um, somebody was sitting there. No problem. Their phone was on the chair to hold their spot. Mm-hmm. Their driver's license was sitting on top of the bar, like basically on that wooden spot right next to the joysticks. That seems dangerous seems it does uh, seem dangerous well i guess she she just proved that she was old enough to order a drink she went to the bathroom she left her driver's license there she left her phone on her seat just to uh, hold the spot i guess i I don't know and uh and as i'm bringing the phone down i realized i'm like oh dude i'm sorry i didn't see that there was a driver's license there i'm deleting this photo and i made this like maybe i went overboard with the whole production of like oh sorry took a picture (laughs) i'm deleting this right now sorry about that i just wanted to take a picture sure and, and whatever. And then I took that picture and sent it to you. Yeah. But it was funny because I felt like, <laughs> like, like I could have easily identity thefted this person. Oh, you totally you know, could have. Their, yeah, easily. Like yeah. they, you know, they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't. They put, shouldn't. They shouldn't yeah. do that. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. That's. But uh, all right. So we sat down and uh, uh, played trivia. Now this is this is not part of like a. Um, a chain of trivia things um, like Geeks Who Drink or Team Trivia or one of those companies. This is actually written and put on by the bar top uh, by the bar owners. A guy and his wife, by the way, the only two people there running this place. They are um, they are hopping around, serving people, asking trivia questions, doing this whole thing. And man, got to give them props because this is their place. Mm. Their dog sleeps behind the bar. They have a, an apartment upstairs from the bar. This is like everybody's dream of having oh, this like man. arcade video game nerd. Jealous of culture. this. I'm so jealous of this lifestyle. Yes. I would love it. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. So uh, eight rounds. Uh, 10 questions each round, so a possible 80 points. Okay. This thing was like a, a trivia root canal is what it was. Uh, <laughs> go, uh, go on. We ended up with 
a whopping 17 points because these questions were so freaking difficult. It was like, uh, what do you call the creature that looks like a Jack Russell Terrier but has a forked tail? Oh my gosh, dude. Yes. This is this is written for people who um, who read the books, and as soon as they finish reading the books, they read the books again, and then when they finished reading the books, they read the books again. Oh, again, yeah, right. Then they go watch the movie yeah. to compare why what things change, and then they read the book again to reinforce the original information. Yeah, exactly. So hold on. So Icor, by the stuff, way, it does have it right. It is a crop. Is the is this thing that I'm? Oh, Icor, you would have done well. Sounds like it would have done well. Red uh, uh, Amy apparently would have done well. Um, well, there was one round on quotes, so they read a quote from the book, and you had to say who said that quote, and it wasn't easy stuff like, you're a wizard, Harry, or anything like that. I mean, it was, you know, did things with a wand that I can't believe, or, uh, uh, yeah, they played a clip of Stephen Fry reading the audiobook, the, the audiobook of the, the uh, British version of the novels, mm. and you had to identify which character he was reading. Um, it sounds hard. Uh, it was really, really hard. It was yeah. super difficult. There was one round on movie stuff, and I think even in that round, we got three of the ten questions correct, and we had just watched <laughs> watched the movie. So did the, so did anybody like? Did anybody just the blow highest, everyone else out of the, the water? The team that did the best uh, out of eighty points or eighty three points, because there were a couple multi part questions in there, only got fifty five. So oh, the wow. highest highest scoring team, the the um, there were twelve teams competing. Um, we took eleventh place, <laughs> so wow. we were dead last. Wow! But it's funny, the bottom seven teams, none of them scored higher than twenty five points. Mm. So we were right in the, kind of the middle of this pack down in the bottom, mm. and then then your top five teams were all like. 40 something and higher it was like there was a, a cluster down at the bottom there was a cluster up at the top and uh, a big gap between them a big wow. gap of, of harry potter knowledge but uh uh you know what it was it was a blast we had a great time and um that's really what's important yeah, and, and don't uh, forget there was a damn uh joust machine there look at that right there. there was that joust machine also on free play yeah baby oh that's yeah. all i would have done i'd have spent all day on that joust machine yeah. They, they would have done their first question, which is like, uh, how many Bebops to 14 Harry Potter ding-dongs or something I'd never know. <laughs> and I'd be like, right. ah, I'm going to go play Joust. I'll see you later. Because those would kill me, those questions. Uh, they, well, they that's were, awesome. Were, I love know. it. I'm jealous of these people. I want to be them. God, I know. Yeah. I know. So, um, except, you know, for their, be, except for their that'll... Mensa level freaking quiz making. Other than that, you know. Right, right. Geniuses. Uh, and, and behind the wall, by the way, behind the bar. Um, oh, they had a they had butter beer, which was butterscotch schnapps, vanilla vodka, and cream soda. Was it good? And I had one of these, and it was freaking fantastic. That mm, sounds like um, it actually might be pretty good. Yeah. It was really really good. The uh, they had another drink, which was a shot, and it was called oh, what was it called? Shoot, I wish I could remember because um, Tristan and Clark both had one of those, and it was advertised as the worst thing you've ever tasted. <laughs> And immediately when they brought that shot back to the table, I said, I bet that's Malort. And I took a smell of it and was like, oh, it smells oh, like that's Malort. Why. <laughs> they said, taste it. Tasted it. Sure enough, Malort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Malort before. You know how bad that we is. We have. Yeah. So 
Um, anyway, that's fantastic. I was hoping they'd call it the Harry Peter or something terrible like that. You know, like the. Name oh the yeah, name. no, something. It was something from the books, like uh, Cruciatus Curse or something like that, or yeah, one of those. Barf yeah, beans. no, it wasn't Avada Kedavra. It was something like that. It wasn't one of the curses. It was an unforgivable shot, is what it was. Yeah, but. Um, Tastes like uh, grapefruit and pesticide. Wow! I, I it totally does with with uh, uh, pencil shavings. Like there's a lead and wood kind of taste to it in there as well. Ew! Grapefruit, pesticide, and pencil shavings. So who likes mal- everything? You Nobody described. likes malort. Why do the they only make reason it? you drink malort? The only reason they sell malort is kind of uh, the same reason they still only sell truck nuts. It's to people who buy it for other people as a joke. <laughs> Nobody nobody goes out and buys truck nuts anymore, except that they're buying it for their friend. Who's, right. you know, Nobody yeah. wants actual nuts on their truck. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I get it. No, that actually yeah. how, that helps me understand truck nuts better, too, because I've, yeah. always, I've always kind of wondered, well, wait a minute, why does anyone have those? Oh, because your <laughs> cousin thought it was funny and gave it to you as a Because he thought it was funny and they bought it for you. Yeah, that was, uh, and that's and that's not just speculation on my part. There is a uh, great podcast called Decoder Ring, and every every episode they focus on a a phenomenon. Um, sometimes a pop culture phenomenon like truck nuts. They've also done um, Baby Shark, uh, things like that. But they also had an episode on the Karen. And the rise of the Karen oh, and how far right, back, yeah. how much further back that all goes than I realized. Right. Yeah. Um, they're, so like, they're like ninety nine percent invisible, but with like uh, yeah. more social stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. It's really good. Uh, the great episode on um, Bushnell and um, Chuck E. Cheese, like the rise of the uh, the Showbiz Pizza Wars um, between oh, Chuck E. Cheese and Showbiz Pizza. Yeah, oh, that's probably really good. I should, you know what? I haven't listened to them forever. I need to do that. That's a good. It's a good show, and the Karen the, the Karen episode is so enlightening. Uh, Bobby Bobby said something I think should be on a gravestone. Um, just because it was given to you doesn't mean you have to actually put it on your truck. That's good advice. <laughs> this is true. One hundred percent true. I mean, I, and, I think uh, I've only ever seen it once, like in my life, somebody with a truck nut hanging there. Yeah. No, and the um, the, they talked to um one of the three makers of truck nuts, there are like three competing companies that make these. And he says, yeah, I'd say 90% of them are bought ironically and 75% of the ones bought ironically never even leave the package wow. and are, and are put on a, on a truck. And they don't care because so, the market's big enough. They can sell them. So who cares what people do with them? Right. Exactly. Wow. They do have uh, ones for cycles too. And I can't remember what those are called, but they're like, you put them on the, uh, on the underside of your seat on your bicycle and mm. um it looks like your, <laughs> your your testicle your scrotum is hanging down through your bicycle seat so it sounds a lot like th- what they've done is they've flooded the market with potential office white elephant gifts for christmas that's what that is right, right exactly yeah. these are the things that you take to your office white elephant party to trade for the the spa treatment that somebody bought because they didn't realize it was it was a joke. Right now, here's the other thing: if you find out somebody's wearing one of these on his truck, unironically, like he actually thinks it's cool, yeah. this yeah. is a person you need to cut out of your life and no longer interact <laughs> with. Okay, just right. yes. create a little separating line. Say you stay over there and I'll stay over here, and you and I aren't hanging out anymore. Guy with nuts on his truck, unironically. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Can't be Kipper found them, by the way. They are bike balls at uh, balls, www.balls.bike. 
Brian. And you just have to see the video that goes along with it. You're this. the biker. You, we need to, you know, I'm just saying, maybe. You These know. are marked down from $19.50 down to $15. They look like a couple of Siulum, uh light sticks. Oh, yeah. Why are they so uh, bright? Suspended in a semi-transparent balloon. <laughs> I guess I thought. I thought they'd be more like the truck ones that are supposed to be all gnarly and real looking. I didn't know it'd be yeah. a glowy. Uh, well, know. the good news about that is you can is that it kind of also acts as a um, uh, as protection, right? So, oh, like uh, like a light on your like a light right. on your bike, so that other other like cars and stuff can see you. Uh, yeah. Well, man, our anatomy sucks. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I kind of, man. <laughs> you kind of tempted, aren't you? You're a little tempted. Kind of tempted. No, we'll see. Yeah, yeah right. we'll see. Uh, if he does, we'll know about it here. It's content. We'll yeah, know. exactly, exactly. All right, Brian. Tell uh, me all right, what Scott, happened. I, I gotta I'm, tell you, I'm terrified about this news. I don't even know what to do. Right. So Casa Bonita, this fixture of Denver for such a long time, giant pink building, yeah. erected, standing tall, pointing its its pink self up into the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, suffered from, pre-COVID, suffered from just horrible food, but a great internal atmosphere with cliff divers and um, a prominent spot on a TV show called South Park, where Cartman claims it's his favorite place in the world. And the complete episode is an accurate description of what that place is inside. Remind me, Uh, wasn't there a Breaking Bad episode where they filmed it at Casa Bonita? Didn't that happen? Or am I am I completely No, you're thinking no, it's it's a different it's a Mexican restaurant in uh um in Albuquerque and I went there and took pictures from the outside and it's oh, the one where uh That's why cuz you went there and we talked about Hank, this. Yeah, right. Hank and Marie confront uh uh, Walter and Skyler about the the whole situation. They kind of find out what's going on and they confront him. And the guy keeps coming to the table. The guy saying, keeps coming by and offer jalapeno poppers yeah. or something. Yes, that's <laughs> such an awkward episode. All right, get out of here, Brad, or yeah, whatever it is. That yes, was great. Exactly. All right. Anyway, so continue right, on. So yeah, Casa Bonita. Now, uh, COVID hit and this place was already kind of struggling financially. And uh, COVID just kind of really took the wind out of their sails and and uh, forced them into bankruptcy. Okay. And it looked like it was the end for Casa Bonita. Uh-oh. Sadly, this Uh-oh. institution of horrible food and and Kitchy cliff diving and yeah. Black Bart's Cave. Sure. In comes a couple of guys by the name of Trey Parker and Matt Stone. What? <laughs> Who what? <are> <laughs> Who are trying to working out a plan right now to buy Casa Bonita, and not only that, improve the food and like make it a a, a decent restaurant and and like basically turn it around. Not only turn it, get it back to its former glory, but exceed that former glory and um, uh, you know and improve the food and and fix the place up. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. This. Is amazing. This yeah. is this is what you know. You don't see. Parker and Stone saying, "Hey, let's shoot ourselves into space." No, these guys are doing th- something. They're making a difference. They're taking their like- millions and they are buying out a failed restaurant and turning it into a possibly not just slightly better version of what it used to be in kind of a funny South Park sort of way. And damn exactly. it, they're a, they're heroes. Damn it, they are heroes. So, and I don't care if they stick Kenny's all over the damn place in there and, and sell nothing but South Park merchandise in the gift shop. Totally fine. Fine with me, as long as they. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I waited so, a long enough time to go to Casa Bonita. Finally, the time maybe. would be when they reopen it. Is there a is there a timeline? Do we know? 
no, they're still in the process of figuring out um, how to do it, but they they um, they've more than expressed interest. They are working with some uh, local restaurateurs to back them financially to um, to make this make this happen. So it seems like this shouldn't be much of a problem if if it's they they if certainly have 11, the money, yeah. right? They have the money. Right. The thing's right. in bankruptcy. Um, it's not even like they need a deal. They can just mm-hmm. get it done. Unless, nobody's yeah. nobody seems to be stopping them. Like nobody's saying, "Oh, this is not what we want." Uh, so maybe there's a thing where they're maybe. Well, I don't know how this works, but if you find out that Matt Stone yeah. and Trey Parker are interested, do you then suddenly go, "Oh, well, maybe we're maybe we should take uh, more bidders and oh, like a competitor us. kind of thing." Yeah, oh, I don't geez. know. I yeah, don't possibly. Know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Money is a wicked mistress. But, uh, you do what you do. Listen, I'd, I'll, <laughs> I'd throw $100 towards this knowing that uh, Parker and Stone are behind it. You know? I'd, I'd, yeah, you can have 100 bucks, but you got to put my name on a brick or something, you know? Totally like, fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like a, Although, like it probably costs more than 100 bucks to have your name etched into a brick and mm. go through all the, the administrative details of all that stuff. It's like, all right, great. His hundred dollar contribution. We get uh, about $11 from that after the brick purchase, the etching and the, <laughs> yeah. I remember when uh, Twitch did that with their studio that they had uh, built. Yeah. And if you paid money, you could get your name etched on one of the stones or bricks or whatever. But now that place Tina, is gone. That whole thing got torn down. Tina and I have a, uh, a brick with our names on it at the children's museum in Denver that somebody got us as a, as a wedding present years ago. Oh, nice. Have you seen yeah. it? Have you walked over it and poked it? And, you know, uh, not in the last 10 years, but, mm. um, but at the time, yeah. My dad's on something. I forgot something downtown. Got his name on there. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I should go find out. Uh, all right. Well, that's good news for, Mexican food enjoyers everywhere. Yes. Let's hope. Let's hope this happens. But, uh, th- boy, uh, my email, my Twitter, Facebook, everybody was copying that article out, sending it to me. And so I had to go and reply on all of them and say, yep, I'm hoping it happens. Yep. yep. All right. This is great news. Okay. Let's hope. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. It's like anybody, people sending me uh, 2D old news about some of the Blizzard stuff that's happening. Yeah, sure. And expecting it to be news to me. I'm like, yeah, no, this is great. (laughs) Thank you for that. This is, I I hadn't seen this. You know what? I'm fine with that because somebody always has to be the first person to let me know about the Foo Fighters disco album. So right. seriously, you know, someone's gonna uh, be that guy. Don't don't stop doing that. Don't worry if you think I've heard it a bunch of times before. Maybe everybody's thinking that, and they're all holding off on letting me know stuff. So there you got it. Yeah, you have it. All right, we got uh, Gidget incoming. It's that time of the month, everybody. <laughs> Where. <laughs> Actually, didn't mean that the way it sounded, but where, we love having Gidget where on. Where Gidget flows into our uh, into our show. It's just part of life. Uh, she's here, and we're playing this trivial thing. It's trivial things with Gidget von the Rue joining us from Australia in the middle of the night. Hello, Gidget. How are you? Oh, she's muted. Oh, we can't hear you. You're muted. We can see you. Oh, oh. you can hear me. You can see now me. Can I'm you. everywhere. I can see now you now can and hear you. Fantastic. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hey, is it like her is looking bigger than ever yeah, today? What the, what the heck? What's going on there? Yeah. Well, we're, I'm, the, the quiz is 70s. So 70s. Oh, gotcha. 
Mm. I thought your hair hair is more teased than a four-year-old with glasses on a school playground. (laughs) I I thought you were doing like, uh, I don't know, the MTV anniversary. And you were like, I'm going to look like 81 in here. And there you go. Well, the weird thing is back then you were talking about, you know, the start of uh, MTV. We didn't get that here in Australia. I was going to say it didn't start for you until a few years later. We got cable. Mm. We got ca- we got cable in the early nineties, and then oh, wow. I Prior think even that, later on the MTV. Yeah, they were just stealing <laughs> yeah. our cable before that. We were late to cable. I remember being in Hawaii and thinking, "How do Americans have all this stuff?" Because we didn't mm. we didn't have cable for for ages. So it was like beta tape, then uh, VHS. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah, early early 90s was yeah. the first time like Foxtel, which is our cable channel, oh, wow. came rocking wow. in and they sort of dominate the whole they uh, just area. Got internet, now like we can get Netflix ago. and Amazon Prime <laughs> and stuff like that. So Fox Foxtel can get stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long till you guys got unleaded gasoline? How long did that take? Was that a, was that <laughs> Oh, a I don't know. I didn't I didn't drive a car until 1989. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Yeah. You know when you're a kid, you're talking about dreams, and I've explained this to you guys over and over again. I mean, those dro- those dream cards are bollocks, right? So it's, <laughs> at, at, at our age, yeah. we've got all these memories in our heads. So that room that you were going into was part of probably a childhood home, which is most of the time. We don't remember the homes we're in now. Yeah. We mostly remember the homes that we grew up in. They could be a friend's home. Or they could be a schoolroom, or mm. they could be just a building that you're in, and it's your brain combines them all when you're sleeping because you've got no control of your brain when you're asleep. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's totally possible. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So these cards are bollocks, you say? They're is that bollocks. Look they up, bollocks. Is there a card about? Is there a card that talks about bollocks? No. The there's what a, do you dream there's of a, bollocks? There's <laughs> I'm a naked one. So there's nudity. Uh, there's oh, there you go. Body parts, and there's uh, accidents, which all all of those equate <laughs> to that for me. Uh, All right. Well, well that's, that's a the... common thing, isn't it? The naked thing, like you're suddenly at school and yeah. you're naked, or you're, you're oh, yeah. somewhere that's Forget really important and you yeah. haven't got much clothes on, or something like that, which is always my dread. Or I'm always losing my either my handbag, my money, or my makeup bag, which yeah. to me is disastrous on all accounts. I've never See, told. So this. how can that not be uh, uh, tied to a? an emotion or a fear that you've been experiencing. I mean, I feel like there, it is your way of your subconscious saying, uh, here's something you've been fretting about in the back of your mind. I'm just going to bring it to the forefront so that you can maybe deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I think what, what happens with our brains is I think we bring up the past, but it, it, but it initiates the insecurities that we have now. Sure. That's just my theory. I'm, I I'm, not, I'm, no, not, I, I, I'm not a I specialist, but I, I have many dreams over the night and I always wonder, I'm quite a confident person, but in my dreams I'm really insecure and I'm really frightened and no one's helping me. And I think, why am I dreaming those things? I want to be dreaming about Clive Owen, you know, pounding <laughs> me or something like that. But wow. I never dream those things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get you. Well, yeah. uh, a story I've never told anyone before, before we get to trivia, because you remind, yeah, remind me of it. Uh, in 2018, I was on a stage in front of about 26,000 people, and in my head, on in the backstage, I remembered people saying, your whole life, and the stereotype was, oh, it's fine if you just go out and picture them all naked, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you'll, you'll just be fine because you'll picture everybody naked, and it'll somehow calm you down. 
Well, I wasn't going to use that as an actual tactic, but I couldn't get it out of my head exactly because it was just, here's my chance to test this theory. Sure. Um, and I wasn't even that nervous. But anyway, I go out there and what I'm presented with is just a giant, uh, bright lit, brightly lit um, uh, visual that I couldn't make out any faces. Like there's mm-hmm. no, it yeah. was just a massive of noise and, and I knew that they were there, but I couldn't see individuals. So my brain is so weird that all I could picture and, and only people who've seen this episode will know what I'm talking about. But there's an episode of Futurama where Bender becomes human for a bit. And he gets really, really obese. Like, enormously obese. And he ends up dying from it. And they don't know he's dead at first because he's such a party animal. And he's so big that if any air escapes from any of the flabs of skin, he goes, woo! Like that. That's the sound it makes. So everyone thought Bender was going, woo! like he's partying <laughs> but really it's air escaping from him when you move him and he goes woo and that's all I could see in my head was this, this woo moment with a giant fat bender and it was really really hard to like shake it off and go alright we gotta get to this damn thing anyway uh, but, do, so th- but do you think that, that that episode of Futurama that like got like like the dog one as well um, like got just sunk into your but the thing is we, we only use a certain section of our brain so that's obviously sunk into your psyche and it's something that's relevant for you, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like maybe. I'm being Wendy at the moment. Well, listen. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you're, you're fulfilling our, our Thursday Wendy I'm sorry, Wendy, that you're not on this afternoon. No, um, let's, well, sorry. Bobby's taking well, notes. Don't correct anything we screw up here. It'll be fine. Uh, okay. Hey. Never mind the bollocks dream cards. Let's get to some <laughs> trivial things. Okay. So, hang on. Before we get to that, just quickly, because Wendy's not on, so I thought I could just have a bit of fun at the front there. Uh so the last the last quiz I gave you was for movies for 1988, and here's a little bit of the feedback from the tadpool. G'day, tadpool. Hey, I can see you over there. Okay, uh, uh, I go. I call said Gidget von Humperdinck. Uh, Locust Raven said, "Is Gidget taken from a movie?" I feel I need to answer these. Yes, indeed. Uh, Gidget goes Hawaiian. Oh, oh really? So it's uh, a, from yep. the Gidget yep. series. Okay. Yep. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, so J.K. Grammer, g'day, mate. He said, in the middle of Gidget's Richard Donner podcast episode, so good. Thank you very much. Free Rangers said, I know the 40s have great films. I love all the decades of films as I grew up with movies. So you're a champ. Uh, Kat Sumi mm-hmm. said, the year I graduated high school. And Mojo Finger said, me too, class of 88. So whoop, whoop oh, to man. you guys. Yeah. Uh, Zoe brings bacon. Met you in Vegas. Hello, sweetie. She said, I was married for a year by then. Love you, Zoe. Big, big <laughs> oh, love wow. heart. <laughs> Is that true? Wow. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yep. Claire Gack said, oh, my God, Gidget, you got my name right. And I just did then as well. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Kelly138 said, 88 was such an awesome year for movies. I agree. Uh, when we're talking about Shakes the Clown, uh, uh, Dan Wally gave it a thumbs up. So that's good. Uh, All Roads Tavern said, is Scott a Scrooge about Scrooged? Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is. Navarine's, I'll support that. I haven't seen it recently, but I'll support that. You need to watch yeah. it. It's bad. Doesn't Navarine said, you don't watch SpongeBob. No, I don't. I do. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I like SpongeBob. Um, In Australia, SpongeBob watches you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Fantastic said, is Gidge Avon LaBoogie? No. What? 
I don't get that one. I don't know what that's. I don't get that one either. Yeah. All right, explain huh. it, Jay. Fantastic. Greg yeah. for Walkman said, "Shake surprised me how much I liked it." Uh, Benjamin 006 said, "She did a good job keeping the boys on track." And Luke Sightwalker said, "I fell asleep." <laughs> you know what? That sounds like Luke. I've heard him. It does, uh, actually many sounds times. like Dice Tomato. Are you yeah. sure you credited that one right? Yeah. No, that's that's I, I credited it right. He fell asleep, so I'm sorry. So yeah, Wooga. There you go. Wake up. Yes. Yes. All right. Go. Coming up later on the show, uh, Gidget will read feedback from her reading of the feedback. Uh, <laughs> I am going to do that. Don't dare me. Oh, I will do that. Give her her ideas. <laughs> All right, what's our category this week? I don't remember. You told us last time what you were going to maybe do, and I don't, I don't have a memory. Okay, so we're going back to the 70s. So basically all of us were kids. We weren't teens. Mm-hmm. We were no, kids. We were, we yeah, were kids. kids. So, Little so I, I was born yep. 1970, Scott. 69. What year were you born? 69. Same with Brian. 69, Brian. 69. Here as well. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so this is from, I thought it would be a bit fair, this is from 1979. This okay. is the hardest quiz that I've ever made for you guys. Um, I'm really sorry, but um, let's All see right. how you go. So right. Brian won last time, right. so Scott chat is going hidden. first. All right, chat, oh yeah, chat's hidden and chat, someone yeah, keep scoring. it. Keep scoring there, please. All right. All right. Caught, go ahead. caught you cheating last time there, Scotty. I lost last time. What do you mean? I didn't yeah. cheat. Yeah, if he's cheating, he's not uh, doing yeah, it very well. Yeah, because the tadpoles are giving you the wrong answers. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't think that happened, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, they were. They were. I know what they're up to. Okay. A uh, special shout out to Lieutenant Codename at Lieutenant Codename. He and I had a very good discussion in DM in Twitter. Uh, he's from the Ukraine. And he said oh. to tell Scott to stop saying that he's Russian. He's not Russian. He's from no. the Ukraine. No, he's he's, from, he's not from the Ukraine. He's from Ukraine. See? Right, exactly. Yes. You don't they don't like the, the, the yeah, they Ukraine. get yes. they get mad at me when there I ever say the yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. So it's Ukraine. It's and Bobs. But he is Ukrainian. He's a very nice guy and we talked for a very long time. So nice. thank you very much. That was really lovely. Okay. So Scott. Yeah. First question, I gave it to you. I gave you a Mad Max question, but it's the very first Mad Max. Okay. Mm. All right, so let's see how we all go. You've hidden the hidden the chat. Yep, they're gone. Okay, so Mad Max. Max and his wife, Jessie, have a young son whom they only call A, Toddy, B, Sprog, B, Bunyip, or D, Max Jr. Oh, my gosh, dude, really? Mm-hmm. We just mm, saw this. Told you. We just watched it for film sack. Um, can you give me the first couple again? Okay, so this is the first, this is the very, very first one, 79. This is not Mad Max to the Road Warrior. Right, 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 this right. is the one before it. Right. Uh, so they've got a young son whom they call either Toddy, Brog, C, Bunyip, or D, Max Jr. So did you say frog for B? Frog. Frog. No. It's cutting her off. Okay. Like the like the city in uh the Czechoslovakia. <laughs> I'll say I don't know. That one sounds sort of weird and familiar. I'll say Sprague B. I don't know. You should know. say that. Yep. You should say that. And is that, that is right? correct. It is right. That's oh Sprague. Yeah. Can't believe it. Do the ding. Yeah, yeah give you a I should have let him think it was frog. You never would have picked it if I would have if, if I just would have kept my mouth shut. I really shut. did think I heard. I really thought I was yes, hearing si- frog. Silence is golden, Brian. I know. I know. That I can't do it. It's too familiar because of frog. Yeah, I know. Yes. All right, Brian. 
Yes. Okay, number two, Alien. Okay, Alien. Also just watched. 76, not Aliens. Okay, Alien. What crew members head out to investigate the distress signal from their ship, the Nostromo? Is it Mm A, Kane, Ash, and Dallas? B, Dallas, Parker, and Ash? C, Ash, Kane, and Dallas? Or D, Dallas, Lambert, and Kane? Oh it's gosh. Dallas Lambert and Kane. I think you said Dane Ka- or da- uh, uh, Kane, Dallas and Ash twice, but Al- uh, Ash stayed on the ship. So it was uh, Lambert, Dallas and Kane went out. Correct. Yep. Yeah, it's a great Brian law firm knows as well. He's alien. Let us back in. I'm Lambert. Yeah. Let us back in. Yeah. Who is it? See, Sigourney Weaver Ripley. Ripley knew. She was yeah, like, she do did. not let them back on the craft. And, she and always knows. She's awesome. She's no, Ellen Ripley. She's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Scott. Uh, number three. This is Rocky Two. All right. Two. Okay. What holiday do Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa have their heavyweight fight at the beginning of the film? Is it A, New Year's Day, B, Christmas Eve, C, Easter or Good Friday, or D, Memorial Day? Uh, well, there's no way it's Christmas Eve. No one does that on Christmas Eve. Um, and Memorial Day, who gives a crap? It's got to be New Year's Day. Number A. No? Ding. Ding? Oh, no, geez. you're right. Okay, New Year's good. Day. All right, good. <laughs> Suspense. <laughs> It was very suspenseful. Yeah. All right. No, I, I, an- I answered. That, that one yep. is a oh, lot. We didn't hear you. No, we didn't Discord hear you. must be cutting you off or something. Yeah, you yeah. got a high. You got the, there's a little slider that, that yeah. uh, will only listen to you if you're a certain loudness. I think there's a certain loudness you're not hitting, but it's fine. Oh, sorry. I get a bit squ- screechy. Ah, blame the colonel. It's fine. <laughs> uh, um, I do. He's in the chat room. I saw him Oh, earlier. is he in there? Uh, so I'm <laughs> yeah. going to say. He's in bed uh, now. He just, he just waits until everything's working and then he just. Oh, then he goes off to bed. Yeah, gotcha. I wanted to say yep. the reason that question worked for me is it's a process of like, well, what? Even in right, a fake movie, right. no one's having fights on Christmas Eve or Memorial Day or Easter. I I actually would have would have guessed Christmas Eve if New Year's wasn't right because I thought you know in the movies they might have done something like that. They yeah, wouldn't do it in real point. life, but they might have said the Christmas Eve thriller in <laughs> Vanilla. <laughs> now you, it was good, Scott. You thought it out. You actually. I did. I used my big boy. Brain. My partner got that yeah. wrong, so yeah. he said Memorial Day. So, yeah. but we're Australian, so we we know. Yeah, what do you know? So, sure. you know. <laughs> Don't know. Okay. Uh, so well done, Scott. All right, Brian. Uh, yep. This is the Amityville Horror. Get out. Okay. Yes. Horror. What insect frightens Father Delany, played by Rod Steiger? That is gathered on the window as he blesses the Lutz's house. Is it A, bees, B, wasps, C, beetles, or D, flies? It is flies. Lots and lots of flies. Easy, easy. I'm out of here. And then it goes, get out. And you're like, yep, Yep. I'm out. God. That's it. Done. Yep. Yep. Nice house, but bye. <laughs> that movie scared the shit out of me in the drive-in when oh, I was yeah. nine years old. Wasn't yeah. there like an oil toilet or something? Like a goopy tar melted oh, toilet scene? Freaking red room in the basement. I was like, okay, I'm oh. done. I'm hiding under a blanket in the back seat. <laughs> Mom, you're on your own. I, I'm with you, dude. That movie freaked me out back in the day. I think if you're at home and you watch, like I love horror films and I like mm. being scared. 
Uh, but I think that if you're at home, you've always got what I call your scare pillow and you get the pillow in front of you and it's like if something really frightening is happening, you, you just got that pillow to protect you, whereas you don't have that in the cinema. Yeah, so no. you bring your scare pillow with you. We take a blanket sometimes to the to the theaters. I want it, I want my Nicolas Cage uh, pillow, yeah. my Nicolas Cage face <laughs> pillow to take to the. Uh, You're gonna need that theaters. for Pig. Take it for Pig. I'm gonna take it for Pig. Yeah. There you go. I gotta see Pig. That's that's not frightening, but I loved it. Did you see Pig? I love Pig. Yeah, I keep hearing it's awesome, so mm-hmm. I need to yeah watch it. But it, I, it might you might have to watch it sooner than later because so many people are talking it up. You might your expectations might be right up here, but uh, I was I was expecting it to be sort of a John Wick type of film, and it was just so much more in depth than that. And everyone's oh, cool. fantastic. Nick Cage is great, and the pig is great as well. So there you go. Ah, so cool. it's very very good. Points for yep. the pig. Okay. All right. All right, so Scott. Yeah. We are going down the Bond pathway. It is Moonraker. Oh. <laughs> Wow, the least so yep. much James film Bond. sack in this yeah. uh, in this quiz. <laughs> All right, I love the film sack. Everyone's got to go and yeah. check out film sack. It's awesome. Yeah, okay, so Bond, who Moonraker? What actress was the main Bond girl in this film? Was it Lois Childs, Barbara Bach, Carol Bouquet, or Maud Adams? I really don't know this, but the only name on there I know is Barbara Bach. So I'll say Barbara Bach. Nope, Brian. Damn it. Uh, All right. So Maude Adams was Octopussy. Ha! Um, of course you know this. Why didn't I think yeah. you wouldn't know this? Of course you Lois know. Childs, you were saying? Mm-hmm. I think she might have been Pussy Galore. Who was the... And then who's left? All right. So I'll go through it again. Lois yeah. Childs, Barbara Park, Carol Bouquet, and Maude Adams. Carol Moonraker. Bouquet. Carol Bouquet. I've, that, that's a name I don't recognize. Um, or was it Lois Childs? And I'm getting my pussy galore mixed up. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's Lois Childs. You are correct. Damn it. Okay. Frick. All right. So, who's, so who's, just so that we know, who's Carol Bouquet? Yeah. All right. So Lois Childs was Holly Goodhead in yeah. Moonraker. Okay. Uh, Barbara Bach was uh, Maj Anya Amarsova in The Spy Who Loved Me. Carol uh-huh. Bouquet was Malena Havelock. In Fear Eyes Only and Maud Adams wow. was Octopussy in Octopussy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Moonraker is Brian a pile of garbage, by the way. I just wanted to get it out there. Oh, that Moonraker yeah, yeah. is terrible. But you're going to ask us about Jaws's girlfriend with the pigtails and the braces. Oh, right. <laughs> right. But I'll watch it anytime I, uh, that it's on. I love watching sure. it, but it's yeah. bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. It's all right. Okay, so this is Brian because nope. you just stole that. Oh, you stole nope, that one. Oh, yeah, you did steal it. You did. I said Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you yeah. got it. I'm too sober to do this right now. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. Okay. So number six. So this is Brian. Apocalypse Now. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what country is Colonel Kurtz waging his guerrilla war? and is looked upon as a demigod. Is it A, Laos, B, Vietnam, C, Cambodia, or D, Thailand? Um, I think it's Cambodia. It's been forever since I've seen this. Um, I just watched it. It's, it's it during the that Vietnam movie War. That so think, good. So still, to this day, it looks like it's filmed like a week ago. It's so good. Yeah. I think I think it's not Vietnam. The Vietnam, Vietnam I think, is the obvious answer. I think it's Cambodia. That's you are correct. Answer. Yeah, well done. Dang it. I was hoping you'd go yep. 
Laos or something. Yeah. Yeah. Erg. I need to see that again. It's so good. The the director's cut is uh, sublime. It's really long, but it is such a great movie. You'd swear you're watching... If you just if you didn't know all these actors are freaking old as dirt now or dead, right? <laughs> you wouldn't even know. It's so well made and so huh. like as good well, today. If, if as they've it was re then. they've re um, mastered it so it looks amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll be controversial and say I actually prefer the making of more than the actual. Oh, really? The heart movie. of darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I prefer that over that. It, to me, the best war movie ever made is Come and See. Mm. It's a Belarusian film. Uh, that really feels like a documentary. Um, not, uh, but, not Gallipoli. I would have thought you would have said Gallipoli. With, mm. uh, uh, look, Gallipoli is a fantastic war movie, but one that just really just wrecked me to the bone, and I could put Schindler's List up there as well, mm. um, is Come and See. And any any of your listeners that, that have seen that film, it is um, truly traumatic, and that's what a war film should be. But what about yeah. what about the fight for control over Gastown and the release of women who were <laughs> being oppressed and all of that? What about that war film? No? Yeah. Not doesn't count okay mm. fair enough it's fine yeah that's fine have another drink scott <laughs> you don't drink do you no i don't I got, this, I got tea Hi. i got tea it's yeah. fine plus it's 10 in the morning uh. <laughs> well you know we're australian we start drinking at nine yeah. so right yeah, yeah, yeah drink true. all day if you don't start in the morning that's true yeah we're all drunk all the time yeah. okay all right so this is scott um sorry about this scott it's kramer versus kramer mm. Mm. I know that movie. That's the one where a girl holds her boobs in her crotch in a hallway. That's my only memory of it. Wow. Yeah. This will um, be a tough one for no. me to steal if you get it wrong because I've never seen it. Yeah, that's all I have is memory of it. That's it. But go ahead. We'll my see partner actually got this right and he's never seen it either. So. Oh, okay. All right, good. There you go. It's, it's a movie about What is the last name of the two people fighting over custody <laughs> in this film? It's pretty, pretty close. Okay. Uh, what is Ted, Dustin Hoffman's initial job in this film? Is he A, an architect, B, an advertising executive, C, financial risk specialist, or D, a commodities broker? Uh, oh, my gosh, dude. My gut instinct is architect, and I don't know why. Probably because I love George Costanza. So, architect. No, Brian. Damn it. Oh, wow. Uh, that would have been my guess, too. Uh, I'm going to say he's a, uh, what's the second one? I don't think it's one of the financial. Advertising executive, financial risk specialist, or commodities broker. I'm going to say advertising executive. That is correct. Ah, damn it. Yeah. 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 He just doesn't look like a finance guy. He doesn't look like a guy that. No, he's not a Wall Street type. No. (laughs) That's right. Hey, no, guys, it's a good movie, think... Meryl Streep. It's a good movie about divorce. Mm-hmm. If anyone's been through a yeah. divorce, it is a good movie to watch for divorce. The critics absolutely loved it. And that little kid was it's in okay. a couple other things in the 80s. Yeah, he went on like, to do some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I really like, um, what's her name? Can't think of her name all of a sudden. Um, Meryl Streep? No, the funny one. Um, Terry Gar. Terry Gar. I love Terry Gar. Terry Gar. Yeah. Love her forever. She's amazing. Never never saw a thing with Terry Gar in it that I didn't love. This is true. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, I, I got into a discussion with someone a couple of weeks ago on Twitter saying Terry Gar should have been in The Shining instead of Shelley. Mm, Shelley for Duvall? sure. I mean, she could have. And I found I think that Shelley, interesting. I think that's yeah. interesting. It would, it would have been a good pick, but I think Shelley Duvall was fine. 
She did a good job. Mm-hmm. Of course she was. Yeah. yeah. Some of the best casting, by the way, was Terry Gar as uh, Phoebe Buffay's mom on Friends. Oh, yeah, that was perfect. It's like perfect. cut from oh my the God, same yes. cloth. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. 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 Could you, I mean. She can I, do that. Oh, so that's flaky. It's from Young Frankenstein. She can do that really, you know, yeah. oh, it's ditzy. so stupid. You know, yeah, yeah ditzy. One of my, one of my yeah, favorite, Letterman, favorite Letterman guests. And every time she was on, I would always make sure I didn't miss that interview because mm-hmm. she was always great with Dave. Anyway. Totally. She's lovely. Yeah. And she, she's. Still with us. Still, Still super cute, too. Yeah. Yay! And she's been through some stuff. She had some real hardcore medical stuff and did okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Getting Terry, old sucks. Terry Gar. Everybody. Okay. Terry Gar. Yeah. Continue All right. On. So, uh, Brian, uh, Scott. Yeah. No, Brian. No, Brian, you stole, stole that. Yeah. Brian's winning oh, yeah. again. Yeah. Brian, get all the questions. Okay. Eight, Manhattan, the Woody Allen movie. Yeah. What okay. music? What music does this film open with? The City of Brass by Bernard Herrmann. C, B, You're the Top, Cole Porter. C, Cheek to Cheek, Irving Berlin. Or D, Rhapsody in Blue, George Gershwin. Oh, all right. Here's a movie I've never seen, and it's like Oscar winning, and it's accolades up the the wahoo. And I know it's got kind of a jazz 1920s look to it. I know it doesn't take place in the 1920s, but... um, It's a very stylistic movie. It's... um, it is. I, I think Woody's last. I didn't mind Match Point. I really like Manhattan Murder Mysteries. Um, but yeah, I like quite a few of his movies. And I think, I this think I've only one. seen uh, Annie Hall and uh, Scenes from a Mall and Match Point. I think those are the only, sadly, the only Woody Allen films I've seen. Really? You haven't seen Take the Money and Run or Love no. and Death? Or... No. Oh, okay. No, I need or to go back. Oh, I saw The Purple Rose of Cairo, which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of a nice Jeff supernatural and, uh, with Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to say it's because uh, uh, I just like the song Cheek to Cheek by Irving Berlin. No, Scott. Oh, okay. my gosh. Well, now let me guess completely. Yeah, I don't know all right. Do you want me to go through them again? <laughs> um, no, because I want to say I'm going to pick one I like. I like Rhapsody in Blue, the last one. So we'll The United that. theme song? Yeah. <laughs> You have gone with your guts, and your guts are right. Nicely done. Ding, sorry, yeah, ding. Scott okay. steals. I got lucky. I just like that song. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's great. All right, I'll take it. Can someone? Uh, I think it's that one. Gidget. Okay. You have Gidget. You have access to the chat, or what's our, what's our score? Do you know what it is right now? I think Brian's ahead by okay. these two. Someone put up the score. All right, that'll take. Quick, a minute. do it. Do it, Tadpool. <clears throat> Get on curious. your game. Let's I'm just go. curious if I'm anywhere, anywhere in <laughs> Brian's. Stop being so lazy. I'm guessing yeah. he's up by two. If I, if I, I think I'm up by one because I've stolen two, you've stolen one. Oh. I can count it at the end anyway, so all that's right. fine. All right, cool. That's fine. All right, so Scott stole that one. This one's for Scott. Mm-hmm. Scott, you get a comedy. This is great comedy. This is the jerk. Oh, I mm. like the jerk. Well, I did. Good. I don't know. Yeah, if it's, uh, but, great. Yeah. Okay, what does Naven R. Johnson lack? Re talent. Is it a Singing skills, B, he can't count, C, no rhythm, or D, playing the piano. I think it's no rhythm because he does the whole like mm-hmm. yeah, the, thing that mm-hmm. he does. And he can't, he, yeah, 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 he yeah. was adopted by the black family and he's right. they've all got rhythm. He's got no rhythm. And he's got no rhythm. Yes, yeah, Scott gets it. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> he hates these cans. <laughs> <laughs> It has been Such a so long since I've seen that. So I long. love it. It's one of the best Steve Martin movies, and, yeah, it's hilarious. All right, so, uh, Brian, you also get a comedy. Okay. You get Monty Python's Life of Brian. Oh, okay. Yep. 
released in 1979. Okay, what python plays Brian's mother, Mandy Cohen? Is it A, John Cleese, B, Terry Jones, C, Terry Gilliam, or D, Eric Idle? Before you gave me the choices, I was remembering it as Eric Idle, so I'm going to stick with that. Eric Idle. Got? Uh, nope. It is Terry Jones, I believe. Yes. Good job. Uh, yes. I, I thought you were going to get that for sure, and I was screwed. But no, no, I, it's it's probably the Monty Python movie I know uh, movie I know least because um, that one I've only seen once. I've seen Meaning of Life probably a dozen times, and yeah, well, Holy it's Grail usually, a Terry dozen Jones, times. Terry Jones is. I'm awesome. the other way around. I'm the other way around. I mean, Monty Python, the the Holy Grail is mm-hmm. is just peeping it, but Life Brian straight after. I just think it really? is. Oh, t- dude, Life of Brian is amazing. See. You'd think that would be the one I'd see the most, right? <laughs> yeah, but no. Life of Brian is an amazing, subversive, incredible piece of work. But I'll tell you what, uh, the other trick is Terry Jones played the mom or the woman in almost every scene. So <laughs> It's true, yeah. Because yeah. he yeah. had that how, eh, I'm not being yeah. depressed. Like, he just had that whole thing going all the time. He's, totally, not the mas- totally dead. he's, he's not a very the naughty boy. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's so good. I'm going to watch it again. All right. Another yeah, one, by the way, do, that's another do. movie it's that's filmed so well. Like it's again. so it's so okay, well good, filmed good that it deal. actually holds up today. It looks amazing that movie. Anyway, oh, I'm but, sure. Yeah, looks great. Yeah. Um, uh, so Scott stole that. So uh-huh. Scott, this is your question. All right, we're going the Muppet movie. Hmm. Yay! Oh, sweet. Love the Muppets. You know, do you all know how to do the Muppet dance? I'm sorry for people that are just listening to this and not watching it, but you hold your arms out straight and you just do that. And that's the Muppet dance. That's the Muppet dance. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I thought it was like, we got a great show for you. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Time to put on makeup. That's what it is. All right. <laughs> All right. Julie Andrews is here. Yay! They got everybody. Anyone that grew up on the Muppet show, they got yeah. every single celebrity that ever existed, every music star, every every actor. It, they need to bring that. I hope. They've brought it back, I think. Well, they tried to do the Muppet a show. thing, but it's not the same. I yeah. want them to do no. just a good old-fashioned variety show, Muppet Show, and have yeah, guests. Yeah, like the original. Of today, like just, yeah. just like the original, right? Yeah, do that. Do that. Bring on, uh, you know, uh, Adam Driver and... Uh, <laughs> I actually... I actually the, their, their sort of office yeah. take was fine yeah. with me. I didn't mind that. I just don't mm. think it was incredibly well-written. Had they written it better, I think it would have been yeah. fine, and I would have watched more of it, but... No, more Muppets is the answer. More Muppets. Yeah. More Muppets. They make people yeah. happy, and to me, a station needs to just reshow the original Muppet show. It was classic, and some young people might learn about these celebrities that didn't know about them, so that would be an educational thing. Well, here in America, uh, we well, have right, Disney so- Plus, and they have all of them, so there's that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. Oh, well, there you go. I cancelled them after the uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Muppet movie. So who is the first Muppet Kermit encounters on his trip to Hollywood? Is it A, Fozzie, B, Gonzo, C, Miss Piggy, or D, Scooter? Oh, geez. Uh, moving right along. So that was the first major scene. So that had to be Gon- or not Gonzo. Um, it had to be Fozzie because he's in the car with Fozzie. And I remember as a kid seeing somebody's arm sticking out from Fozzie's glove. And it freaked. oh really yeah I don't know if it's still in there wow. but the original cut and I remember thinking there's a dude in there <laughs> um, but yeah it ruins gonna, the dreams and crushes our hopes I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Fozzie mm-hmm. was his first yep you're right okay I think that's right yep. that's exactly right because he had the car 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered the two of them Jalopita. without any other Muppets. The, the yeah. two of them for a little bit. So, yep. Yep. Moving yep. Correct. So, Muppet, uh, Kermit had just sung the Rainbow Connection. And again, the first movie had all the celebrities in it. So, that was cool. All right, right. So, Brian, Star Trek the motion picture. Sure. All right. Which Starfleet outpost monitors the Klingons' ill fated attack on Vigur? Is it A, Space Station K7, B, Deep Space Nine, C, <laughs> Evolution 9 or D, Starbase 2. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm ruling out Deep Space Nine right away. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the only question that I got from the internet because I just don't know the movie very well. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Louise, this one's tough. Um, it's totally a guess, too, on my part, but I'm trying to trying to reason it out. Um, Ippolution, can you give me a spelling on that third one? Just because E-P- it feels out of place. Yeah. All right. E P S L I O N. Oh, epsilon. Oh, epsilon. Okay. Epsilon. Okay. Sorry. It felt so out of place that I thought, well, there's no way she'd come up with that as an answer. But now that you say epsilon. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. It just doesn't feel like, <laughs> like you know, Appaloosa seventeen yeah, didn't she, feel she, like a real. She, she can't come up with creative names. I'm just <laughs> thinking you wouldn't. You wouldn't come up with a name that. Sounds that difficult to to yeah, spell. But, oh, keep going, Brian. It's getting I better. Know, getting, yeah, really. Yes. Jesus How much more Christ. of my foot? Let's go for the other foot now. Why don't you call me stupid? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to say it's epsilon nine. Yes, correct. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> there you go. Bottom line, yes, of course that one is. Um, yes. All right. Well, oh, really? You do? I did no, not I didn't know, that know it. I just I was oh. I was just, I was uh, sussing it out in the exact same way you were, and I was sure that that had to have been it because of the spelling. <laughs> That's just part of the strategy. It's all good. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. It totally is. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, as I said, that was the only question that I had to steal from the internet. So, okay. So, well, Scott, did, uh, yeah. hang on. That was that a steal? No. No. Okay. No. So, Scott. Number 13, this is the musical Hair, Let the Sunshine. Mm. Okay, so who directed this musical anti-war comedy drama? Was it A, Sidney Lumet, B, Milos Forman, C, John Cassavetes, or D, Hal Ashbery? Oh. Ooh. I'm a big fan of Milos Forman. Same. Huge fan. Yeah. like Armadeus is a masterpiece. One one floor of the cuckoo's nest as well, right? That guy, absolutely. And also produced by uh, Michael Douglas, Man in the Moon with Jim Carrey. Oh, oh really? Yeah, one of his late productions. Um, oh, watch the making of that. Oh Have yeah, you seen the yeah. making of that. Oh my gosh, Jim yes. Carrey would knock oh, it out yeah. of character. No, he's he like a, it was. Nuts. He still Bloody thinks nightmare. that Andy Kaufman lives in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah got, he he's, went he went full whoop whoop. <laughs> that was that was a hell of a thing. Um, all right, uh, let's go with. Uh, all right, so Sidney Lumet, Milos Forman, John Cassavetes, or Hal Ashbery directing Hair. Let's let's say Foreman, Milos Forman. Correct. Oh, good. good. I, I had no idea for real, but I just love him. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, that that I wasn't sure either. That was the one I'd be leaning towards, though. Nick Cassavetes would have been later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, see, John, I, John I, yeah. If I didn't know, I would have gone Hal Ashbury for a reason, mm-hmm. but I, I knew because I like hair and, and – and, okay, so Brian. Wait, did right, I number Nick 14. I said Nick, didn't I? You said you did, yes. You know who that is? That's his son, and he was in Face Off. Uh, right. Uh, right. Hey. Yeah, look at me. All right, go ahead. Sorry. 
Yeah, look at you, Mr. Welcome to our third hour of trivia on TMS. (laughs) Oh, it's short. Stop whinging. Okay. So number number 14, this is Brian, and then you're nearly even so we can do a a tie-off. All right, so Norma Ray. Bet you boys love that movie, Mm -hmm. eh? Yeah, Yeah. actually, I saw that one in theatres, believe it or not. Oh, my God. Okay, sweet. So where does Norma Ray work? Is it A, a nuclear power plant, B, a coal mining plant, C, a cotton mill, or D, a wind farm? I think, I mean, I remember them making um, uh, fabric, so I think it's a cotton mill. Yes, correct. Nicely done. Her friend who, uh, her friend gets his arm caught in the sewing machine, so... Yeah, she like union. Yep, and then she starts up yeah. the union. Then she says, uh, "You like me. You really like me." Never saw. Yeah, it. when she got her Academy Award, her first Academy Award. Yeah. I didn't think you liked me before, but now I know you like. Really? Oh, no, now I, think that's I know you like Academy me. Award. Yeah. yeah, and then she comes on and says, I, "Now you only like me as a friend." Okay, well that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah, you she's know. a cra- crazy little bint, but she was hot in Smoking <laughs> the Bandit. She was. Oh, she yeah. was a little hottie. Yeah, she yep. was. She was great. Yeah, little firecracker. And Gidget. Okay. Yeah, and Gidget. And the what? Gidget movies. She's in the Gidget movies. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you know that? Yeah. Wait, I thought you named yourself after her. No? No, no. Gidget Goes Hawaiian is another actress. I can't. Oh, that oh. wasn't Sally Field? Oh. No, it wasn't Sally Field. Oh, she was the I Flying can't... Nun. Gidget was a different thing. Right. Yeah. Flying Nun was uh, she Sally was Field. She was Gidget on TV. Sally Field did That's play what it Gidget. was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there is a Gidget connection. I wasn't completely out of there my mind. There is. All right. There is. We're bonded, Sally. We are bonded. Okay, so right. It's the first in. This is not multiple choice. It's the first in. Okay, which okay. means Scout's going to go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. You're going to get them. Okay, right. so expect that Expect that from Scott. All right. All right. Okay. Who plays George Webber in the Blake Edwards comedy film 10? Uh, Dudley Moore. Oh, shit. Correct. Gosh dang it. Dudley Moore. That's for me, not you. You got it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dudley well Moore. done. Okay. So if anyone's got the score in the tab pool, I can quickly go through and try and count it, but that's really boring. Yeah. I'm pulling so tab pool. It was up. pretty even, actually, because you both yeah, stole questions both stole off twice. each other. Yeah. Let's see. And actually, that's one thing I predicted when my partner, Colonel Kickhead, said, This is, this is really tough. I said, The good thing is, the tougher it is, it goes to the other person. Yeah. So it makes it more interesting. We did 15 yeah, total sure. chat, and uh, I don't think anyone kept track. Looked like nobody did. Yeah. Gag, I have no idea. But you've all let down the ball. You're all incredibly disappointing. You should all be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. I think we ended up pretty close, if not tied. I, I think, think so, tied. too. I think Very we, close. Yeah, I think I'll we count, I'll stole. count it later, and next time I'm back, I'll say who won. They're all cool. piling right. on me because that's what they do, but I think we tied. I'm pretty sure. I don't, yeah, I think we'll, so. We'll figure I think it out. We someone tie will, up until the tiebreaker. Someone will get real obsessive about it and find out for us and tell us. In the meantime, we need to find out more about where we can find more Gidget. She has a, a film shows and all sorts of stuff. So, Gidget, where should people go to get their stuff? I'm as busy as a one-legged man in ass kicking contest. I can tell you. Uh, so, we've got retro cinema. Uh, we just released our top ten '80s movies with animals. Uh, then before that we did Cobra before that we did Hellraiser Hellraiser's just going gangbusters which is great I just appeared on movie reviews in 20 Q's with Sam over there in New Zealand also with Paul from the Countdown podcast and we talked everything Escape from New York so but just look up I'm on the I'm a co-host of the Retro Cinema with Angry Man just type the Retro Cinema 
podcast into Google, you'll find us. And you can talk to me on Twitter as well, but it's Gidget, G-I-D-G-I-T, not E-T. Uh, not E.T., not phone home, but no. the other way. No, no phone home. We're a clown under the under the sewer. It's a, we're all floating down here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oops, I cut her off. We all float down under. Are they <laughs> Are they even allowed to work to podcast with New Zealanders if you're in Australia? I thought those guys hated each other. Isn't there a full war going on between them? Uh, I don't think so, is there? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Is, is uh, New Zealand Australia's exile island? It might be. <laughs> it very well might be. Um, all right. Uh, we're going. I'm going to make an executive call today. Yeah. Because um, uh, we're almost at time. Let's see. How do I want to do this? You know what? We're going to go a little longer. That's what we're going to do. Okay. We're right. going to take a song break, which, by the way, is mm-hmm. brought to you by Coverville. You want to tell everybody what's going on today? Yeah. Today, a special episode, a tribute to Dusty Hill. So, uh, ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill passed away yesterday. So, I scrambled a really quick set of ZZ Top covers. I'll probably do a bigger ZZ Top episode soon, but I wanted to get something on there. Um, also, Tony Bennett and Martha and the Vandellas, uh, Martha Reeves and Tony Bennett also celebrating birthdays. So, um, it should be a nice, wide, across-the-board kind of stuff. You get your your crooner, you got your uh, your your uh, female-fronted 50s, 60s um, band, and you've got a tribute to ZZ Top. So there's something for everybody today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Excellent. Let's play a song, take a break, and come back with Bobby in a moment. What do you have? Yeah. This is great. This, this song is so good. So they sent me a track, but then I listened to that track and said, I'm going to go get the whole album. And I usually just say oh, i'm gonna stream it but uh i went ahead and picked it up so i could i could uh i don't know why i picked it up <laughs> uh you know now that i look back why did i pick it up because i have it on streaming but no I, I wanted this so it is um from chicago a uh, musician named waltzer she performs under the name waltzer she just released a cover of 10 cc's i'm not in love but her debut album, Time Traveler, came out earlier this year. That's actually what we're going to be playing something from. Here's the song Lantern by Waltzer. Okay, Waltzer. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Sorry, I thought there was more and I waited for it and it wasn't. It there. felt like I was going to say the album name again, but I didn't. It's so all Walter. good. It's all good. Here it is. Enjoy. i 
guys. Let's talk about Blue Chew. You know it's summer and camping season. Let's talk about those tents you got to pitch. <laughs> That's right. This episode's brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in that bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate, if you know what I'm saying. That's where Blue Chew comes in. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ew, nobody likes that. They're also made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a very discreet package. You can take them anytime, day or night, doesn't matter. Plan ahead if you want. Or when the opportunity arises. Ah, oh, it's pretty awesome. Tear them open, put them down, you're good to go. So, we have a special deal for our, for our listeners. And uh, find out how Blue Chew can help you by trying it for free. When you use the promo code TMS at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's blue like the color blue, bluechew.com. And use the promo code TMS and receive that first month for free. And uh, get that $5 off on the shipping. Pretty great. Visit bluechew.com for more details and more important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show today. Try a store called Animal Treasure. It's off Siphon Road, past the Cyber Mall. Pretty sure you'll find what you're looking for. I was always the best, but you took away that position. This is the Morning Stream. Mm, all your base are belong to us. All right, we're back. Uh, Brian, that song again was? That song is uh, Lantern by Waltzer from her debut album, Time Traveler. She is a polymath from Chicago. Nice. Uh, let's get into some science. Okay. Yeah. How about some science? Because uh, I think science is cool. I do too. I think science makes you go poo-poo or whatever it is. Uh, let's find <laughs> out what it says. I think science will make you go poo-poo. I agree. It's uh, Bobby Frankenberger joining us from South Carolina where he houses all the science. He keeps it right there uh, so that you yep. don't have to. And uh, right. <laughs> he's looking around like, wait, I do? Giving us our green pie wedge where's, today. Where is the science? Yeah, where is the, where is the science gone? Where's um, the science? Normally we'd have Bobby early on a Thursday, but I got uh, things a little mixed up today. Uh, we don't have Winnie today, so we're going we're gonna to dive into a little science news. In fact, it's um, a good time for this because uh, some stuff went down with, I don't know, some mm-hmm. people see it as a reversion or, a, you know, or whatever. Some people see it as a, a further reaction One to people who won't get vaccinated so we got to do masks again even if you're you are vaccinated and uh boy we sure are dancing around the people that refuse to get vaccinated you notice that we're doing that a lot there bobby what do you think of that what do you think of that feeling i i don't know man (laughs) just just get the vaccine man yeah Yeah. what are you waiting for it's not that big a deal like uh one thing if you okay let's say this if somebody said to me i just feel in my heart of hearts that I just can't do it. I can't get the vaccine for whatever your yep. reasons are. And I would say, well, okay, then then that means you're going to what double down on other methods of being careful and protecting those around you. Like you're gonna you're gonna wear masks more, you're gonna social distance more, you're gonna you know, those kinds of things. Well, no, I'm not gonna do that either. 
This is my problem. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. my problem. Like you don't I don't think it's just the vaccine and I don't just think it's those other things separately. I think you just don't want to do shit that'll help everybody. Yeah. That's what I think. So yeah. do things that will help everybody. All right, that's that's well, my it, rant. It doesn't today. make it any easier. I'm going to I'm going to redirect you back into a rant. I know this will happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because point, uh, point and focus uh, Scott in a single direction. <laughs> that's right. The, uh, well, the reason I say that is because the I think the real problem is that that the Republican Party has like basically made not getting the vaccine part of their platform <laughs> yeah. like like that's that's a problem and that's where a lot of this is going now we've hit this like vaccine hesitancy wall but i don't even like calling it vaccine hesitancy anymore as much because i feel like when you say you're vac, i sympathize with people who are hesitant to get the vaccine like mm-hmm. like because it's scary and and we do, and you know this is big time first thing of its kind it seems like or at least is is quite publicly emergency use authorization people aren't used to that they don't know what it means I Every- they're scared of a little tiny needle totally makes sense <laughs> yeah that's it it's just the needle the but, whole time. Uh, i can sympathize with those people um there's lots of cultural reasons why people are af- afraid to get it um with with different groups of people being you know taken advantage of historically in medical situations you know like there's lots of reasons that people would be hesitant but this political thing that's not hesitancy that's ideology and that's a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I agree. I, yeah. There's nothing I can go. I mean, I could go off more, but that's really my biggest problem with it. Is I know yeah. that I know yeah. that that's the reason, and that's the only reason. People are playing yeah. teams here, and there's no team to be had here. The team is either right. the sick and the dying, or human race, or not. Yeah, or don't right. like. And so that's my biggest my my biggest complaint. Look, as somebody who grew up in you know a relatively conservative uh, family in a very conservative state. And has voted for Republicans in the past. Uh, I I get, I get that they're you know I understand that some of those basic divisions. This shouldn't be one. This shouldn't be one. <laughs> did you, did you, did you leave your coffee on the other side of the room, Bobby? Is that? You know, I've got a Keurig right over there. You know, oh, it was, look uh, at you just finished. Uh, <laughs> look at up a you, new, a new fancy Keurig. New I had to wake guy. up. You know, every time Gidget's on, I just take a nap. That's what everybody does. Right? <laughs> Well, you'd have enough time to have a nice, good snooze. That's right. Um, but anyway, whatever. We'll we'll stop talking about politics. But it's it's a problem because it shouldn't be political. Yeah. It never right. was meant to be. It was made to be, and you're all dumb suckers for believing it. So, uh, moving on. Uh, now we got Delta variant, which is you know dangerous and more virulent, more uh, easier to catch and spread, and also uh, harsher in the symptoms. Uh, other variants could come down the line and there already are some others, but you know, worse ones than Delta, uh, potentially if we continue to not get this taken care of, cause that's the nature of viruses. They mutate and you gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta get out ahead of this thing. So back come the mass. Brian was talking about how, when he goes to California or to, uh, uh Disneyland, to here Disneyland. Up, yep. He's going to be Masks back to back on mass being back on, which was just announced today, I guess. Yeah, yeah they just, just, just this today. morning I woke up hearing that Disneyland and Disney World have mandated masks indoors again. Yeah. So here you are. All right. Here you are, Brian. You're going to wear masks. But again, you're we- Brian's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he can't 100% not get the virus, but it, it does so far uh, suggest that he will suffer less as a result because the... the uh, the vaccines right. are effective yeah. also against the harshest well, of may not require hospital hospitalization right. if something were to happen yep. all of that stuff but but even let's say you go and you're flying free and all that once again brian's wearing masks 
because other people won't freaking get the thing done. Well, or they're under 12. Keep in mind, Disneyland, a lot of kids under 12 can't that's get true. the vaccine. That's true. Um, and, and so, you know, that's another reason to do it is just got to keep the, keep the kids. Oh, let me ask you this, Bobby. Why is it that Save we don't kids. have widespread like state mandates, even in states that are highly vaccinated, to get the kids done? Is it because we're waiting for FDA approval? Because it is different. Mm-hmm. Ch- children's yep. bodies and brains and everything else are... Are different, yeah. some further testing required, and I think that's good. But at some point, it's a little bit of a race against the clock, right? Like, what's holding that? Yeah, up? that's exactly the reason they have to slowly roll out all the testing for all that. They always test these kinds of things in healthy adults first. They don't even test it in like, like, um, at risk populations. It's always healthy adults first, and then once enough data is in that says that it's it's going to be okay. And keep in mind, this is also being even more carefully rolled out because it's technically not authorized by the FDA yet. It's right. it's just emergency youth use authorized. Um, so, so yeah, they in the middle uh, of Pfizer, I know has, is almost done with their, with their testing in, in children that are like infant age up to age 11. They're just about done with that. I think they're preparing their data I say done, but what I mean is that they've almost got enough data or they might just now have enough data to submit for uh, emergency use approval by the FDA. Mm. So people are expecting to see Pfizer um, vaccines going out to kids probably maybe late September, but probably more like October, November-ish. And then... uh, and then you know Moderna will be soon after that because they're the, they started a little bit later and and then from there so probably by January mm. we should be seeing wide vaccination of of young children. So do you expect, um, based on what you've read and seen, that uh, we'll we'll see more of these precautions kicked back into place? Uh, more more before than we will after in other words like we're not we're, we're just uh, I, I, let me rephrase that are we heading back to like massive um societal <laughs> shutdown again because of this delta variant or do you think this is going to be more of a uh dial it back a little don't you know masks are still important yeah. and blah, blah, it's, blah. it's it's complicated i do have my thoughts about that but i want to make sure people know that that nobody official is saying what's going to happen so this is just my speculation Mm. um but uh it feels very much like the cdc is doing what they didn't do the first time which is and they're under new leadership and everything so you would expect them probably to do things differently which is that um they're slowly carefully um putting uh advice and caution into place as things change Mm. Um, that's why they just reversed on the mask mandate. Uh, new information is coming in saying apparently they haven't released the data. They said they're going too soon, but which is frustrating in and of itself. But that's a different conversation. Right. Um, but uh, they're they're slowly doing that. It looks like I mean, if you look at the numbers, the the COVID case numbers are rising. We're back up to where we were about this time last year. Um, but uh, there are uh, lots of factors we're about to hit into. I mean, not about to. We're still in the middle of the summer. But, you know, as fall and winter come around, those are cold seasons and, and or cold weather. 
you know so that's typically when viruses like this start to to spread more so we'd expect that to happen maybe more variants come out mm-hmm. uh, and and develop uh but also kids are going to go back to school so we don't know what the spread of that is going to look right. like so to me it feels very much like we're headed in that direction however um the other thing to think about and and this is why it's complicated and we don't know is that yes the curve of the number of cases seems to be going back up and looking very much like it used to but the curve of the number of deaths and hospitalizations is still very low mm-hmm. and that is almost certainly because of the vaccine that the vaccines that are out right now right interesting um, yeah we're seeing what hun- hundreds of deaths per day rather than thousands or tens of thousands right or is it even lower oh my than gosh that? Yeah. It's it's very very low, mm-hmm. um, and and the people who are being hospitalized, I think the last number I saw was ninety nine percent. This yeah. is not like just yeah. someone off the top of their head just throwing out an exaggerated number. Like literally ninety nine percent of hospitalizations are people that are unvaccinated. Yeah. Um, so the Certainly vaccine that's still not enough proof for people. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. vaccine does work, yeah, and and so a lot of people are talking about uh, breakthrough infections. You hear people talk about that yeah. a lot lately, yeah. like oh, yeah. know someone who had the vaccine and they still got sick. Right. Um, but there's a couple of things you have to keep in mind to to put that into perspective. First of all, um, you're, it it probably seems like a lot more breakthrough infections are happening than really are. I'm not saying that they're not happening; they absolutely are. Um, but the reason it probably seems like it is because everyone who's heard of someone who knows someone who had a breakthrough infection is talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. So right. they're like, oh, yeah, I know this person and I know this person who told me that they know someone else. And so it's you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a lower chance breakthrough infections. Also, and I don't have hard numbers on this, but I think a majority of those breakthrough infections are happening from the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it was, and we always knew it was a somewhat less effective vaccine. It's still a f- very effective. Um, still better than effective. not having one yeah. at all. Yeah. But, uh, but we're just seeing breakthrough infections. And the other thing to put it into perspective is that, and we've already said this once, that you should still get the vaccine even if, even if you knew somehow you could tell the future and you knew that you were going to get a breakthrough infection. And when I say breakthrough infection, of course, if you don't know, that means you have the vaccine, but you get COVID anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you knew you were going to get COVID after you got the vaccine, you should still get the vaccine because your the severity of your symptoms will be a lot less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about real quick. There was talk that... Um, I don't have any like actual link to point to or anything, but I read somewhere on the internet <laughs> that the Pfizer vaccine um, might be less uh, effective against Delta than, say, Moderna. Is there anything to that? I know there was some Israeli it's, study, something going on, and I. It's a little bit less effective. It's still so. So you'll hear ranges of numbers between the effectiveness of of the vaccine. So Pfizer, in particular, right now they're talking about it's sixty four to ninety six percent effective. The reason you see such a big range is for a couple of reasons. First, the the lower end ranges are 
are sometimes because uh, they're talking about a single if you have a single dose of the vaccine, but also because lots of people are studying it. So some studies are going to see um, lower effectiveness. Some studies are going to see higher. The science is still shaking out. So we don't we, we have to say what a, the range is because we don't know specifically because yeah. um, the science is still coming through. The Israeli study that you're uh talking about mm-hmm. is um i'm loosely alluding was, to without any actual knowledge of it that one you mean yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh the, there is a there is an israeli report i actually looked it up because you asked me about this a minute ago so yeah there's a there's a israeli study that suggested that the pfizer declines in effectiveness after six months oh that's, that's what, what they're talking about their thing okay. was saying. Yeah. and that's something that everyone expects of the vaccines anyway the news there is not that it's declining the news is that it was after six months because we didn't know when that was going to start sure um and when they say declining when they say declining it's more it's something like well when you two months after you got the vaccine it was you know 95 percent effective and i think after six months they're just showing that it's more like 80 the low 80 percent effective so it's declining sure but it's still very effective so uh the boosters are in the future you figure that's happening like sooner than later yeah there's definitely going to be boosters pfizer's already looking at putting one together um here's the thing we a few months ago we were in a race and it was going to be either we get everyone vaccinated or before the Delta variant <laughs> became really, really big, or we we didn't. And the Delta variant won that race, and that's it. The the, the results are in. Mm-hmm. The Delta variant won that race, mm. and um, that's where we are now. And so it's likely that we're going to continue to see this happening in some respect um, into next year. Mm-hmm. Um it's how bad it's going to be is is yet to be seen we don't know um the more people who get vaccinated the the less it'll be once we start seeing kids getting vaccinated that's going to be different too because uh we do have almost 70 percent of adults vaccinated pretty good um you'll you'll often see a much lower number than that in percentage of the population in the u.s you'll see like below 50 percent, and that's because they're taking into account they're they're adding children who can't get the vaccine into that um so that's where we are all right uh we're we're almost certainly going to see boosters in our future and yeah. that's not unusual mm. that's that's this was always on the books as something that was probably going to happen it's just now we know it's almost certainly going to happen put it in my veins let's go mm-hmm. i'm ready yeah give me give me give it to and, me and right, right now the question is what's the booster going to look like do you do we get do we get another booster of the same vaccine pfizer's trying to make it so that and and the reason why it's not already happening that we're just loading up another shot of the same vaccine which right. would help um the reason we're not doing that is because they're trying to they want to design a booster that's going to take the the Delta variant into a, mm, in more into okay. account, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so. uh, more as we move along. I think it's good to sort of you know be informed, stay informed, and this stuff changes quickly, and sometimes that requires some discussion. So that's why we did it today, and I'm really glad we did. I'm glad we figured out a way to have you and Gidget on today because that makes me happy. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bobby, tell people where they can get more of your scientific knowledge and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I am very entertaining. Um, uh, every week we do the science podcast, All Around Science. You can get that. It's just called All Around Science. Go to allaroundscience.com or get it from Podcast Place. This past week, the Monday episode that we just did, speaking of COVID, uh, I just did a whole episode about a, um, a woman, a homeopath in California, who was just arrested by the federal government for... Um, trying to give people magic pills claiming that they they will give you lifelong immunity to covid oh that's uh, quite the claim she had there seems like wow, that would be a yeah. hard one to you know that's a particular well, that's a kind of snake oil it feels like i know on the surface might be bullcrap but you know <laughs> homeopathy that's what the episode is really about is or, or the majority of it is about is talking about what is homeopathy and and just to give you the quick one sentence thing um, homeopathy is witchcraft and it doesn't work but we go into um, we go into details about what why and what they claim that it does and all that in the episode so listen to that I get pretty angry in it mm. so. hey, it's a good week for anger on podcasts I've learned it's the yeah. time to do it <laughs> this uh, week in internet outrage yeah internet, we've got angry some... about in the video games yeah here. there might be a little bit of angry going around <laughs> um all right well that is awesome people should check it out you also have a really great uh, 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 uh tiktok channel that i always run into every time i open it up and there's there's yeah. bobby telling me something cool um and you also got that whole there's like a, not a trend but there's a thing on tiktok where people walk while they tell you a thing bobby does this and i love it i love it it's great. I like, got- I like to time it where I walk and then like at the exact moment when when you need the prop, you yeah. happened you happen to show up right next to the prop. You yeah, need. you're just arrive at the prop <laughs> and uh, his hair's flowing like Jesus. It's amazing. You guys got to see it. Anyway, uh, Bobby, it's always a pleasure. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you yeah, next you guys time. Too. Bye now. Bye. See you. All right. Very I good. Like, I like Bobby a lot. I do too. It's a good guy. Good guy, that Bobby. Yeah. Modern snake oil is my least favorite snake oil. At least back in the day, it was a guy in a top hat and a really nice button down. He'd pull into yeah. town with his horse cart and he'd go, ladies and gentlemen, are you tired of your bursitis or whatever? And people would line up and he'd go, why, this oil made of snakes and bullshit is getting the trick for you. And it was like, I don't know. There was a purity to that scam that now mm-hmm. it gets dressed up in like, Ooh, a multi-million dollar multi-level marketing company with a huge building. They must be real because they got money. Like, it's so much worse now. You have to go so much further to fool people. Back in the day, it was just like, ah, that guy in his horse cart again with the bursitis yeah. claims. Plus, you know, back then, uh, snake oil was made with all natural ingredients. And it's just gotten so uh, so commercialized and, uh, uh, and synthetic these days. <laughs> I, like my, I like my snake oil made with actual snake and yeah. not fake snake. Yeah, I like, I like real snakes. Real snake. All right. Uh, we're done with the show today. That's the show that we've done. And uh, we want to thank you guys for being here. Big thanks. And uh, thanks for going a little along with us. We appreciate it. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. I mentioned the whole bunch of our patrons yesterday. I'll be doing that every couple of days just to kind of let you know who's out there and thanking you in particular, but also letting uh, new folks know that it's time to sign up. Become a new patron at Patreon.com slash TMS. Yeah. Or, hey, maybe you're like, hey, I want to go up a level because I got some brand new thing I want to do. And, you know, right. I want Brian and Scott to have jobs. Well, uh, this is how you do it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash TMS. And for everything else, frogpants.com slash TMS. Let's get out of here. We need music. What do you got? 
Sounds good. Yeah. And hopefully new things coming down the, the pike with uh, rewards for those yes. patrons. Uh, yeah. Let's get to a request. This one comes to us from Jason, a.k.a. Free Rangers. I know he's in the chat. I think I saw him earlier. Hey, Scott and Brian. Could you play a cover of Smells Like Teams, Teen Spirit by Malia J? This is the version that plays during the opening credits of Black Widow. And I think it's just awesome. And I really think it sets the tone for the movie. Totally does. Oh. I completely agree. Didn't know that was in there. That's cool. That's yeah. Amazing. Maybe that's enough to get you to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, just kidding. No specific date for the request. You can just squeeze it in wherever there's a, a gap, even if it's a TMS PM. Love the show, though. Wait, are we still doing that meme? <laughs> and maybe Scott can play Daryl's, you guys sound kind of sparkly. Clip. Oh, I should find that and play it. It's just under the word sparkly. Here it is. I found it. You guys sound kind of sparkly. Yeah, I'll never forget. Sparkly. Never forget. He's naked when he's talking to us that day. He was naked. Oh, yeah, we don't need a reminder of that. I know. Uh, thanks, guys. You're awesome. Jason, a.k.a. Free Rangers, in the chat. Hey, uh, well, Rangers. Jason, yeah, happy to get this one out for you. This is from the brand new uh, Black Widow film. It's a single that uh, Molly J released. It is a cover of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Fantastic. It's a deodorant. Try it today. All right. We'll be back uh, Monday. Oh, no, Saturday. We got our play date. Um, uh, oh, right. That's this Saturday. That is, uh, wow. That yeah. is Saturday. Is okay. it after or after film sec, right? 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 Correct. Okay. Correct. So next week, or next next week, two days from Maybe now. Maybe we'll even get uh, uh, Randy or Brian to join us. Yeah, we'll one. totally encourage them to hang around if they want to play. Um, but we'll yeah. be doing the play date and um some of you have been begging for more among us maybe we'll do that again yeah. you know we I, i'm gonna agree a second that uh request because yeah. we haven't played among us in a long time yeah and they got a new map and some other stuff we'll we'll, we'll get cool. in there uh but anyway that'll be saturday at uh right around noon i guess is right yeah. usually when we start 11 30 noon yeah. somewhere right around something there. like yeah. that so we look forward to seeing you then that means no p.m tomorrow but we'll be back monday with a regular show of course film sack this weekend and uh uh, TWBD is off for the week. We just finished the season, so we always take a break mm. between seasons. Season uh, nice. three starting soon. And is that all there is? I'm sure there's other shit. Is I that all it. there is? <laughs> I've got to get a comic done. There's other stuff coming, I guess. Just watch for it. Yeah. Um, thanks for all you guys uh, being here, listening, and hanging out. We'll see you then.
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Who the heck? Who the heck? Who the heck? Heck? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.